Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to our podcast, Rewind and Unleavened Bread. I'm going to be taking the reins today. This is your host, Whitney Williamson, with um, co-host Dalton Locke. Hey. Corianne Thorpe. Hey. And David Overstreet. Hey. Woo. Guys, came in clutch, came in back from the vid. <laughs> came in yes. back from the vid, you're alive. Yeah, how was I am, that? I am healthy and whole in Jesus' name. I don't know what Satan thought he was doing, getting a believer alone with God. Mm. Not smart. Not smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he done messed up. Your girl been getting in the presence, getting in the word. We ready to come. We're coming for you guys. Which that is so awesome uh-huh. because that is what uh, we need to be doing as a country and as Christians like in this time of just isolation. Uh, it, this is definitely a time where anxiety can cultivate, but it's also a time where the spirit can cultivate in us. So I'm glad that you were able to take your time away from everybody and spend it with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get in your prayer closet a lot? My whole room became my closet at that point because I was (laughs) home for 10 days. And so my door was shut and I was praying, but I didn't go necessarily to the, my closet, but so why don't you take it to your prayer closet? (laughs) You just wanted to use that sound. No, I I genuinely was wondering as well. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So guys, we are going to do a series for you all on faith and getting your faith up because I I just was getting that in prayer I was praying and I felt like Holy Spirit really put that on my heart that there's a lot of depressed believers there's a lot of people that don't know the power and authority that we have in prayer and that to receive from God actually doesn't require us getting it right all the time it requires us believing and coming in agreement with what the word says and so I just really um, am excited to do this series and hopefully encourage you guys and get your faith up um, but of course, you know, we're going to start with our Facebook memories Yay. <laughs> memories, or just memories in general. <laughs> Let's see. Got to get mine pulled up because I deleted Facebook for a while. Oh, how long did you do that for? Like a week. Okay. <laughs> well, not long at all. Still pretty long. Every bit helps there. Every bit helps. That's his patient endurance a week. <laughs> I know. All right, I have mine up. I guess I'll start. But I just posted one, and it looks like a phone screensaver, and it just says, God is love, which, hello, accurate. Ooh. Ooh. This one's long, but it's really good. Do you guys want me to share it? Do it. Come on. So I follow this girl on Facebook, and I shared one of her posts last year, and I'll probably stop here because it's long. But it says, you're not bothering God. Keep praying. I know you have fear that you haven't voiced anyone. As a Christian, being vulnerable is risky. You stepped out before and you've shared your fears and concerns, but you were sternly embraced with the cold hands of judgment and sent away with scripture to study. Christians don't have fear because perfect love casts out fear. Sometimes stern reminders don't help the struggle. Now let's get back to the deep fear you haven't voiced anyone. You believe God may not come through for you. You believe his will be done means he doesn't care about the desires of your heart. You believe going to him one more time with that same prayer is going to set him over the edge of his throne with annoyance and frustration. Friend, I have good news. God is not like man. He doesn't love like man. He doesn't leave like others have left. He doesn't withhold his love. Sorry, I keep losing my place, y'all. He doesn't withhold his love to teach you a lesson. God is not a tyrant. He is unlike any father, father figure, or relative you've ever known on earth. He cannot be compared to anyone except Jesus, and he cannot be held to at any standard outside of his word. Has your worrying added a day to your life? Has your strength provided power to your plans? Let go. You're trying to play it safe, and that is not faith. That is where your fear resides. 
To rest is the highest level of trust. To be without fear means you've chosen to believe without seeing proof. So believe and be free. The Lord will always remain faithful to you, faithful and true. That was this girl named Amy. I can't say her last name. I shared it. That was her. So. Mm. Amy bringing some truth. Yes, ma'am, Pam. Are we talking about like the cooking spray? No, actually that popped in my mind when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Because you started cooking too while you were in isolation, didn't you? I saw some cool looking recipes you made. (laughs) I literally left work early on a Thursday to go get tested because I just had a little bit of head pressure. I didn't even really feel that bad, but they were like, you should go. And so I did. And the lady came back out, not in 15 minutes, in five, and she was like, you're really positive. And so I went to go home. Really positive. Yeah, you're extra (laughs) Like, thank you. (laughs) Like, no, 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 not that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel pretty cheerful. But I went home, and I was like, good, I can go get toots. It was time for lunch anyway. And then I was like, wait, I have COVID. I can't go get toots. And I was like, dadgummit. And then I realized I never go to the grocery store. I literally buy, like, eggs and water, and that's it. And I was like. How am I going to survive? There's no food. <laughs> so I called my dad and I'm like, dad, we have no food. Can you like, and I had supportive friends and, and even my boss, he's like, if he's like, they know I don't have food. They know mm. I ordered to go food. They were like, wait, if you need food, let us know. <laughs> but I made it through the day and my dad did go to the grocery store and I didn't die. And I learned to cook a little bit. There's no return policy there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I even what ate did a you vegetable. Make? You made zucchini spaghetti or something? Those look so good. So that was zucchini with a little bit. I've tried it with oil and with butter. Butter's better. Mm-hmm. To put a little bit of butter on it, salt and pepper, a little bit of onion powder and Parmesan cheese and put it in the oven for eight minutes and that's it. Didn't okay. you also make like zucchini? Zucchini squash. I did yeah. that before this one time. My friend Maddie had showed me that okay. I worked with mm-hmm. before. Yeah. So I've been experimenting. I'm proud nice. of I'm proud to see that vegetable stuff. You know yeah. I don't like that. You got that vegan stuff. food going. <laughs> uh, well, I shared a meme <laughs> every <surprised>. week <laughs> meme <laughs> on January 31st of 2020, and I love it because this is something I bring up to Whitney all the time, just to mess with her. And oh. so I love that this is here and I get to mess with her. Some is it more. about a slug? No, huh? no. It says, uh, it's, so it's a picture of a side view mirror, and it says, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. <laughs> and then next to it, there's this guy that's driving, and he's, like, sweating, and he's looking at the mirror, and it says, 90s babies. And then there's a picture of this man running in the mirror, and then it's a close-up of the mirror, and it says, turning 30. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> Because you're twenty, you're twenty seven now, right? Yeah. I am not twenty seven. I'm twenty six. I okay. just turned twenty six. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Corey Ann's twenty seven. I'm twenty seven. Yep. Yeah. Our youth is before us. We're just getting wiser. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love making fun of Whitney for that because she always like just brags about the fact that she's older than me, especially mm. by what like eight months. Yeah. It makes a difference. <laughs> it does. For men, it's like they have to be five years older to kind of like line yeah. up with you a little bit. And that's, mm. and honestly, that's old to me. I'm like, ooh, you're five years old? I don't know. <laughs> but the maturity wise, sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's like a rule that's in stone, though. Like, no, I, it's I feel not. like there's exceptions. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. There's no return policy there. Yeah. All right, guys. I got a couple fun jokes to bring you. Yes. Okay. Are they about animals? Uh, yeah. Huh? Animals aren't funny. <laughs> They're not you funny. You shouldn't make fun of animals. Huh? 
Okay. <laughs> Why didn't they play cards on the Ark? <laughs> For some reason, we were thinking about animals, so I wanted to say aardvark. Uh, uh, but I don't... So the yeah. reason is because <laughs> Noah was always standing on the deck. <laughs> oh. Okay, let me bring you one more. This one is about you know. Okay. Oh snap! How do you guys know? If Mary is the mother of Jesus and Jesus is the Lamb of God, does that mean Mary had a little lamb? I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sweet. Oh, I love that. I heard that. That's cute. I'm gonna That's think really about sweet. that every time I hear Mary had a little lamb. Yeah, now. I love mm. that. Which is not often, but <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's like low key valid. I know. Yeah. yeah. It followed her to school one day. Yeah, everywhere she went, he was there. Until they it's lost him at the temple. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Jesus, not the lamb. But. but I mean, like us. Like he's always with us. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful. 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 Yeah. Those are cute. There's power in the blood. There's power. P O W apostrophe R. <laughs> Going back to the hymnal. Oh, back to the hymnal, baby. <laughs> And there's O apostrophe E R. Oh yeah. Or, or. or. <laughs> I was. I wouldn't be surprised to see y'all in a hymnal. Oh yeah. I'm um, sure it's there somewhere. Probably. Um, I have some goofy ones, and I have some actual decent ones. Oh snap. Um, oh. The there's one where I complain about popcorn, <laughs> about like movie theater popcorn. How. I'll just read it. I said, I hate it when I'm in the theater and I salt my popcorn with that awesome salt and it's covered in butter and other unhealthy junk and it only covers one-fourth of the popcorn. I keep getting up to get more. It starts out tasting awesome, but by the time you get halfway, it's almost gone. That manager is going to get an earful from me. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But you eventually learned a trick to it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I learned. You started using plastic straws. Yeah, and just... And like stuffing it, it, stuffing it down in the popcorn yeah. and then pouring the butter through the straw. Yep. Then, yeah, it's yeah. disgusting, but it's, it's, it's where, it's where I'm at in life now. to drink your drink? No. If you put that much <laughs> effort toward soda. everything else, I'm going to be extremely impressed. Ouch. Um, <laughs> don't worry, it's only a flesh wound. Don't worry, it's only a flesh wound. Um, the serious ones are, um, I did this in 2012. No, this was 2017, never mind. <laughs> Uh, I said the right thing to do is almost never the easiest. And then I said, be hungry for your dreams and you'll realize them. So that's about as deep as your boy gets. Hmm. Sweet. Pretty shallow. Um, you said you're pretty shocked? Pretty shallow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there was another goofy one was um, only at NSA, my high school, would we have a fire drill at 258. We literally had a fire drill two minutes before school let out. And we had to, like, stay outside. We couldn't leave. And the oh. fire drill lasted 30 minutes. We had to go back in and get our stuff, and then we could leave. What? It was dumb. That's it was crazy. so dumb. I bet you so many people just left anyway. Yeah. If oh, like yeah. Parents and they're waiting. Mm. Yeah, senior. This was, like, uh, this was my sophomore year. So I had just gotten a car, but I was, like, afraid to leave school. I wasn't, like, at the I'm a senior, I don't care <laughs> phase yet. But all seniors were just leaving. They're like, I'll get my stuff tomorrow. I'll right. get my book bag tomorrow. That reminds me, uh, when I was a senior in high school, uh, I would leave for lunch almost every lunch period mm-hmm. that entire year. Um, and we weren't allowed to. But, of course, like nobody cared. Right. But then on the very last day of school, like it's, all, it's already like a half, like the very last day that seniors had to be there. Um, I went and got lunch. I went and got Subway. 
and I didn't have time to eat it. Oh, yeah, there it is. He's drinking Subway right now, for those who can't see it. <laughs> um, but I went and got Subway, and I walked back in with the bag because I didn't have enough time to eat it. Their line was long or something. Um, and so I'm walking back to the class that like, I'm going to be going to after lunch, and a security guard just like stops me. Oh, snap. And he's like, what are you doing? Did you leave school? And me, you know, Dalton's like, walking, what you do? <laughs> me walking without Christ. I was like, no, I didn't leave school. My mom brought this to me. And, oh. <laughs> and he was like, oh, is that so? Well, let's give your mom a call and see if, uh, if that story holds up. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> we go into his office and he's like, what's your mom's number? And I give him the number and he dials it and he waits for it to ring. And then he hands the phone to me. And, like, it rings, it rings. My mom picks up, which was unusual. She usually <laughs> never picks up at all. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, hey, mom. Um, so this guy, he's a security guard. He just wants to make sure that you actually brought me Subway. So can you just tell him that? And, of course, I worded that so that she would know. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, yes, I brought him Subway. So he gets on the phone. Yeah, he brought him Subway, or I brought him Subway, and he's like, go to class. <laughs> but, like, it's the very last day yeah. for seniors to be there. Yeah. And he asked me, are you a senior? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just pointless, man. <laughs> Dude, uh, well, I know we got to get started, but while we're on this topic, i got to tell w- one story. So, my first period class was jazz band, and uh-huh. so, like, if you were late for that class, you stood up the entire period. He wouldn't let you sit down. And you had to do push-ups. And so I took a gamble. I was I was just not, I was going to skip first period, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to McDonald's because I was really hungry. And I saw my teacher in the drive-thru. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I like double, I did like a double take. And I was like, is that him? I was like, no way. He'd be late. Why is he in the, I'm like, no way. And so I get there and I like walk by the class. I see that we have a sub in there. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I walk in, and then sure enough, he walks in right behind me. He's like, Mr. Overstreet, uh, come with me. And he's like, you hungry? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like um, what are you talking about? And he was like, you want some of my McDonald's? <laughs> he was like, don't ever be late to my class for McDonald's again. But for McDonald's? Like- really? <laughs> he was like so disappointed in me that I was late for McDonald's. Oh, my goodness. He's like, you owe me 50 push-ups next class. And I was like... Like, what about you? You're a teacher. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. But That's hilarious. Anyway, sorry. Well, guys, it is time that we uh, put the milk down. Because it's dinner time. I'm hungry. <laughs> Whitney, what is on the menu? On the menu, episode number one out of our three-part series is Speaking Faith. So Ooh. today we are going to talk about how there is power in your words and... Um, we need to pay more attention and be more mindful of the words that we're speaking because they do have power and they do have authority, even if we might not always be aware of that, they do. And so we want to give you guys just some maybe testimonies or scriptures and stuff and encourage you in talking the talk, but genuinely talking the talk. We'll get into walking the walk in another episode. <laughs> Very well-rounded. Yes. So we're talking the talk, we're walking the walk, but right now we're talking about talking about the talk. Mm-hmm. We are. The talk. <laughs> uh, okay. So one of the things that um, 
I wanted to ask you guys, like, what are some of the things that you put in, like that you put in probably before you're really walking with Jesus and that you're putting in now? And how have you noticed it make a difference? I would say prayer. Um, like as far as before and after baptism for me, it was, it was prayer. Um, it was just after I got baptized that the prayer life was different. Um, the intensity was not intensity. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The intimacy of the relationship was different and it was, I would say better and closer. Um, there was more kind of a sense of urgency. So I'd say like that was something and that's changed for me. So I can relate to that. I was, ever since I was a baby, I went to church. And so I was raised in a Christian, you know, community environment, but I was raised in a church that I'm so grateful for. Like it's what introduced me to Jesus and, you know, built that foundation, but it was a church that was missing that power that Holy Spirit power. Hmm. And so that's not really something that I experienced until honestly, like last year or the year before. So I've kind of developed that intimacy with Jesus as well. And I notice there's so much power with that. And like, I've identified the authority that he's given us, which I never realized we had that, you know? Yeah. So that's a big thing. And I think when you realize that authority, it just further intensifies your relationship with Jesus because you see how much he loves you and how much he's given you. And yeah, it's, it's that intimacy. Yeah. And also just being vulnerable too. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the closer you go to Jesus, the more vulnerable you are. Yeah, yeah. With him and with others. I feel like I've noticed cause I've always been very closed off. Right. And it's like the more closer I get with Jesus, the more I feel like I can share with other people. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. Uh, for me, I would say that from back before I was following Christ, uh, there was a lot of voices that I was listening to that just were completely negative. Um, whether they be, you know, voices from my past, voices from my present, or just different thought processes in my own head, uh, it would be things that would just const- consistently tear me down. Um, and since giving my life to Christ and since learning how to trust him and trust God and trust the Holy Spirit, I have learned not to trust those voices mm-hmm. uh, and only trust his voice, what's in the word and what I feel directly from him. Um, and so what I'm putting in is I'm just consistently putting in God's word and I am venting out whatever whatever else is trying to speak into my life because it's pretty hard for you to listen to two people at one time Mm -hmm. right like you can't you can't speak with two people and when they're both speaking with you Mm -hmm. speaking into your ear so you've got to tune one out and tune one in and uh so it's it's still a learning process it's still a learning curve but i am consistently trying to tune into god and i've learned that when i don't tune into god then life just seems hectic Mm -hmm. so um i didn't realize that how much power that we have in our thoughts and i know that this is about getting our faith up but it's going to be really hard for you to speak faith if you don't start thinking on those things Mm -hmm. and so i'm actually part of this um facebook group called renewing the mind and it's it's so good like i've gotten so much out of it because i'll be reading and then something i'll read will come up in that lesson and i'm like dude holy spirit's coming in really clutch right now like because the person teaching has no idea what I'm reading in my individual time but anyway 
as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so what we choose to think on and what we choose to consume, whether that be in what we watch or what we listen to, that's what's going to come out of us. And so if we're putting in things that are contrary to that don't line up with the word, we're going to speak those things. And we were actually talking about that right before we hit record about um, whenever people will say phrases like, oh, I'm, I'm dead. You know, like they'll laugh at something and be like, oh, I'm dead. And like just these thoughtless things that we actually speak and we don't realize they do have power in our life. Or people will say, oh, I'm sick. Oh, my cancer. And they want sympathy, but they don't want the healing power. Mm-hmm. And like things like that, like what are you speaking that is getting your thoughts to line up with the word? Because it's really hard to think about one thing while you're saying something else. So if you're speaking doubt all the time in your life and you're speaking, God doesn't answer my prayers and you're speaking, I wish you would hear me and you're speaking these things, like chances are you're probably not putting in what you need to in faith in the word in order for that to come out. So what are some of the ways that you guys are intentional with your words? Like, are you guys, I guess I would say, are you aware Mm -hmm. of what you speak? Yeah, I think so recently I got some surprising news I went to a chiropractor my back has been really bothering me and they showed me that I had really I guess the x-ray showed that I had really bad scoliosis and I could feel it and I never was diagnosed with that before and there were some other things that he said it was really messing with in my body and so I think that's one way with that and I've prayed for healing and actually at church I've you know had some people pray over me and even though my back isn't feeling how I know it should right now, like it's he- it's healed, and I'm not going to speak any differently. Sure, the, the fact is that it, it hurts, but that's not the truth. The truth is that it's healed. Jesus, he died for our healing. By his stripes, we were healed. And so I think really believing what he says, regardless of what the, you know, quote-unquote facts are telling you, the facts are nothing compared to his truth. Yes. Amen. So that's a big, big thing that I, I constantly remind myself. Obviously, we're not trained, you know, in that way. And so you, you do have to keep filling yourself with Jesus and reading his word to remind yourself of the truth. Yeah. I think that um, I was out to dinner with someone the other night and uh, we were talking about just how, what it's like to work with non-Christians. And one of the things that came up was like, what are some ways that you can uh, minister to them um, in that environment? And I just immediately thought of my work situation and like, um, I think I might've mentioned this on another podcast, but just sort of putting a standard out there and can being consistent with it. Uh, Cause I've had people uh, at work, like if I have a bad experience or something, um, and then maybe a curse word will slip out or something. And they'll be like, wait, aren't you a Christian? And so, like, that really hit me hard. You know, like, mm-hmm. people are, like, vigilant of that. And they they pay attention. So, and it's not just for that. It's just, like, I want to, it opens the door to minister to them if I'm, the first step is, like, being in line with yourself. And setting that example through your actions. And then, like, I mean, for, for example, like, the podcast. Like, I'll post on Facebook, people will ask about it. And if I'm telling them about it, but I'm exhibiting a behavior that's opposite of what I'm saying, it's mm-hmm. counterproductive and it's closing the door to minister to them. Yeah. So like you were talking about like what comes out of you, like 
what comes out is like right now. So, I mean, I have to be consistent with that. And that's something that I actively try and work on. Yeah. yeah. Work. And uh, I think something important to touch on is that what goes into you isn't what defiles you, but it's what comes out of you is what defiles you. And we mm-hmm. see that in Mark 7. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while you're not defiled by the things that go into you, that you're constantly surrounded by, praise Jesus that we're not defiled by that, but be mindful of what is coming out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have something similar to what you were saying. Um, so I this week in particular, I was just dealing with a lot of anger and a lot of just emotion, just built up emotion. And um, holding on to that, people are able to tell. They're able to tell just, I, I don't even see what actions they're seeing, but they're able to tell that I'm holding on to something. And even non-Christians, and there's a non-Christian at my workplace, and he kind of just came up to me and he was like, are you okay, man? Like, have you been good? And at that particular moment, I don't believe I was doing anything different than I've ever done. Um, But it's probably just in the way that I hold myself or, you know, whatever. And my response to him was like, yeah, I'm fine. Because in that moment, I was fine. Like, I wasn't holding on to that emotion. I wasn't trying to suppress it or anything. In that moment, I was truly fine. But he was probably referring to the way I had been all week. And so something that I'm trying to be more mindful of is not holding back God's glory. Because if I had been truly honest, if I had taken the moment, if I had taken the time to understand that he was asking about the whole week rather than in just that moment, then I could have glorified God by explaining God's grace. Mm -hmm. That while I am dealing with all that, I am fine. I may not be fine all the time, but I have God's grace. And so even though I'm dealing with this anger, yeah, I'm good. So I, uh, that's something I'm trying to pay attention, pay more attention to is just being more honest with how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. or how I've been feeling. And then, applying God's grace to that. That's good. Yeah. I want to, real quick, I just want to follow up with, um, you were talking about what comes out of you is what defiles you. So I was going to follow up with a verse in First Peter. It says, Whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Mm-hmm. I just think that's, I mean, that just shows you such power that we have in our words because if you're speaking these bad things over yourself, you may not love your life, as it says. If you desire to love your life, then you will speak good things over you. Yeah. So, yeah. That takes me back to something I had actually shared the other day. Because I, I was talking with my friend Chandra, and, man, she's such such a good friend. And I asked her to pray with me because I had been – I didn't initiate necessarily the conversation, but I was part of a conversation that – it wasn't degrading someone's character, but it was not life-giving. And it just added added a heaviness, and it's just the enemy trying to come in and cause division. But I asked her, I was like, Chan, I was like, will you pray with me? I've just been a part of some conversations I don't feel really proud about, and I just, I need you to come in agreement with me here because I need to be the person that stands up whenever someone's speaking doubt or they're not saying something that is true or kind or necessary, and I need to be the person that says, hey, this isn't life-giving, and I'm not going to participate. And she shared Psalm 141 verse three with me. And I love, love how the amplified version just kind of brings this out. It says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. And there's another scripture and it just talks about, you'll be held accountable for every idle word. 
and how many idle words do we really speak and we're thoughtlessly saying that we might be complaining about somebody or talking about someone's business that isn't ours or saying something that isn't life-giving and it doesn't have any like it's not going to produce fruit and it's not going to profit and how many conversations do we know better but we don't choose better we maybe don't say anything bad but we're also allowing it to come in. We're allowing other people to put junk in our yard. And maybe we're around jobs that are hard and people are speaking. They're not speaking life. They're, it's a it's spirit of gossip. Mm-hmm. And what are we saying? Not just to not contribute to it, but to correct and love and say, you know what? That's not the standard the word has put in my life. How, how can I respond to this person in love? But Lord, help me to set a guard over my lips so I'm not partaking participating in something that isn't going to profit here that's a good point and that's something that i've kind of been thinking about um at work there's a lot of gossip that goes on and i don't like to take part in it because it involves someone that's in charge of me so i don't i don't know like i just don't feel like that's very fruitful but i struggle with like when it's going on around me what do i say or do i just walk away i mean there are times when i just walk away but sometimes I mean, I can't do that without looking, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, what would you guys say to that? Like, how how would you handle a situation where, let's just say you're hanging out and then some people are hanging out with you and then they start gossiping? And they're not asking you to participate, but you're just near it. You're around it. Mm -hmm. And it's influencing you. I feel like that's easy to say when you're not in it. Because I know when you're in those situations, it can be so hard to speak up and say something. But, like, in this moment, when we're, like, not in that situation I feel like the best thing is just to say like hey guys like maybe let's not be talking about this person I feel like this is such a generic answer but I I try and always like play devil's advocate a little bit Mm -hmm. with the person because a lot of times people will say things and they haven't had anybody really challenge their thought process Mm -hmm. yeah and so when you kind of pose questions like well maybe this person is dealing with this or maybe they've got this going on they start to be like, well, yeah, but, you know, and then they start to run out of things and yeah. that actually challenges their viewpoint because, again, a lot of people aren't used to their viewpoints being challenged. I think asking questions is good too. You see that in scripture. Right. Jesus mm-hmm. always answers, like, asks a question back to people when they're trying yeah. to challenge him. So, yeah, asking them questions about themselves. Like, oh, well, about, when's the yeah. time you've, yeah. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. I think something important to remember is that we should always speak in love mm-hmm. and prophetically. And by that, I mean speaking about Jesus mm-hmm. or bringing it back to Jesus so that he gets the glory. Mm-hmm. Um, these people, like if they're not Christians, then they aren't held down by Christian law. So they, we can't, it does no good to condemn them with Christian law because they don't trust it in any way. Right. They don't trust that it'll bring them sp- like spiritual fruit. They don't trust that it'll bring them peace, uh, anything like that. And so I would argue that it does no good to condemn them uh, for what it is they're doing, mm-hmm. but instead speak truth and love into their lives and bring that back to how Jesus did that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just in some way kind of bring Jesus into it. Um, it doesn't have to be forcing Jesus down their throat. Or anything like that it can be um, you know explaining what Jesus has done in your life like in times that you've gossiped and just kind of like using yourself as an example but I think what's important is to 
remember to always speak with love and truth mm-hmm. uh, to these people um, and to know that like in some of those situations things can get heated because people don't like to be challenged mm-hmm. and so it's important to remember that they're still an image of God whether they believe in Christ or not and so speak to them like you're speaking to God something that I've and I'll, I'll tell you guys like a little story about it but something that I've um, totally lost my train of thought mm-hmm. okay Dalton <laughs> <laughs> I'll interject with something really quickly. I feel like another um, good thing, too, is to prepare yourself. So, like, you know when you're going to be around people that are naturally gossiping. So, you know, pray and ask God, Holy Spirit, like, please, like, give me the words to speak or the wisdom to know what to say. Mm -hmm. Um, Let my speech be seasoned with salt. Grace. Wait, I'm messing it up. Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. There we go. So yeah, uh-huh. pray that of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, there was a time that at work, there was a manager and I really liked her. Like she was really cool. And she was one of those people that um, I would see and I could tell she wasn't always having the best day. And I would do this thing where if I see someone that doesn't look like they're really pleased to be around people, I'll make it a, a point to acknowledge them because I feel like Jesus does that. He'll do that like constantly in scripture you see him acknowledging people that other people don't acknowledge Mm -hmm. and people want to be seen okay they want to be spoken life into they want to be acknowledged so I would just say hello to her and she didn't know that one of the co-workers was my friend and she had said something in regards to them because they pulled um, one of the technicians to go work at the front of the store and have her help and this manager would get frustrated with her just because she thought she was it, they, they just didn't mix. I'm going to word it like that. And she said something and I walked up to it. The manager did about my friend and she didn't know. And I was like, I was like, Hey, and I forget how I said it, but Holy Spirit so graced me in the moment to say this. And I was like, Hey, why don't you say that to her? And that's always the thing that if I'm in an uncomfortable conversation and somebody's saying something to me, I'm like, have you talked to the person about it? Even at work now, like that'll happen. And I'll be like, hey, have you talked to the person about it? Because there's a difference if we're trying to find a solution to coach somebody to grow versus just saying that they're not doing what they need to do as well. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to be talking about how they're not doing well. We need to talk about a solution on how to coach them and get them to grow. And so I'll be like, have you went and said that to them? And if they're like, oh, well, no, I'm like, well, then you don't need to be saying it to me. Right. Yeah. And I've literally made a couple people's mouth drop mm-hmm. by saying that. Now, there have been times, like I said, I've ended up being around conversations and I didn't step up like I know that I needed to and God's really been bringing me back to that lately of your salt and your light and where there's light there can be no darkness and so if there's a conversation that isn't producing light and it's not life-giving you need to bring the light to it Mm -hmm. and so I'll be like hey why don't you go and talk to that person and I explained to that manager at the time I was like this is genuinely how she is I've hung out with her outside of work and she just likes to have She likes to do her job, but she likes to have fun at work. And so anyway, fast forward, um, I didn't go tell my friend that the manager had said that. I prayed about it. I left it alone, but I did address the manager, obviously. Um, And then the manager ended up going to her and apologizing and said, hey, I don't know if she told you. I just wanted to let you know that I said this and I'm sorry. And then they actually ended up being really cool. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, actually, she didn't tell me. And it meant so much to that manager that I didn't go spread what she said that I just 
addressed her and left it alone. Mm-hmm. And that literally, they ended up having a friendship at work after that. Um, so you can have the opportunity to speak life and speak what's true and kind and necessary. Pastor Bill said it like this. He quoted somebody, I forgot what the guy's name was, but he was like, if you want evil to prevail, it's when good men sit around and do nothing. And so we do have a place and a position to step up. And when other people are saying negative things, we need to say positive things because just like negativity is contagious. And if you're in a good mood and you're around people that are negative, joy is contagious too. Yeah. Joy is contagious. And you can go into a room and you can set the temperature of the room or you can just be the thermometer and read the temperature that's already set for you. And you have to pick at that moment what you're going to be whenever you're speaking and over yourself and you're talking and having conversations with people. Am I going to set the temperature of this conversation or am I going to let this stuff come into my my space? Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah. And I think that goes along too, with just, uh, just faith in general, not even with other people, but with yourself when you're believing for something, praying for something, remind yourself that it's you that have the authority that God's giving you that you shouldn't be letting Satan come in and try to tell you what's up. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. That was episode one on speaking faith and just being mindful of conversations that are going on around you, conversations you're having with God, conversations you're and how you speak to yourself. Um, make sure that they're life giving. Make sure they're in agreement with the word. Um, and, and be mindful we, of what uh, you're listening to, what's going into you, and mm-hmm. what's coming out of you. So, yeah, those things absolutely influence you. So, if you want a more positive life, you're going to have to put more positive things in, and you're going to have to start reading the word for yourself and asking God to help you with those things. Yeah. I would suggest definitely walking, um, with the spirit, walk in step with him. And by doing that, uh, you're, you're growing fruits of the spirit. Um, and I'll just kind of lead off to, uh, what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, if you go to Galatians five, um, kind of like halfway through the chapter, you read the fruits of the spirit, you read, um, uh, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do, who do such things, talking about sexual immorality and things that are not of the Spirit, then you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, uh, because against these things, well, I am completely butchering this. I'm sorry. Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? huh? I'm just going to start over. Um, if you go to Galatians 5, then you will read about the fruits of the Spirit and things that are immoral and against the Spirit. Um, and Paul warns us. Uh, he says that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's talking about adultery, murder, sensuality, uh, immorality, impurities, things like that. And then he goes into the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And then he goes into kind of another command and warning. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so next week we're going to be talking about uh, walking by faith, walking with the Spirit. And so, Whitney, tell him we'll see him then. We'll see you guys then. Good talk. <laughs>